Welcome to another edition, another episode of the Hoopstradamus podcast. It's A squared, Adam and the boss. Uh, maybe I should have said a boss and Adam if we're going alphabetical order. Regardless, no triangle offense today. We're running the pick and roll, the two man game. It's me and you today, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm happy to run the, you know, happy to run the two man game. Uh, I think I've had experience as a roller and a screw and and a pick and pop. Uh, I can handle a little bit. I know you're a much better uh, point guard, <laughs> so uh, I think we'll, we'll defer to you for now. But, you know, if I need to handle, I can do it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's an easy transition into what we're talking about first. Uh, a certain point guard, one of our favorite point guards, has just been moved. And uh, I was talking to you on the phone uh, about an hour ago, and... Uh, you actually were the one who broke the news to me. Derrick Rose is uh, once again a New York Knicks. Yes, sir. I mean, I got to say, uh, I feel like a lot of people won't be a fan of this move um, because they want Rose to get a ring, and I'm one of those people. But for, for one year, uh, I'm pretty sure his contract is up at the end of this year. And for, for only Dennis Smith, who just got permission to play in the G League because he's so bored, getting zero minutes on the pro team. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I like this move a lot. Um, nice to see Rose playing in New York. Nice to see him playing for Thibs again. Yeah. And it'll be nice to see him in meaningful games because uh, this Detroit team, one of the best defenses in the league, uh, the Thibs effect is still a thing. And uh, they need somebody like Rose who can score a bit. He's having a not as good of a year this year as last year. Last year he was, what, at like 18 points a game? This year it's down like 14, 13. He's not shooting very well. But I feel like that's more of a he plays for the Pistons type type of issue, especially when they have like Blake Griffin out there looking like he should be uh, in like a retirement home. Yeah, and Jeremy, uh, it's but, Jeremy Grant's team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he'll be nice. I think he'll be nice in New York. He'll be able to really create a lot. Uh, I think they're going to lean on him a, a ton. And honestly, I think it'll just be fun to see him play with Randall as well. I think that pick and roll game would be a lot of fun, even with Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that him and Randall will be able to really get a good two man game going. Um, so it, it doesn't look like, has it officially happened or is it like uh, on the verge of happening? I mean, if Shams tweeted it, I'm assuming it's, I mean, okay, I, I don't think yeah, those yeah. guys ever miss. So like if, if I'd be surprised if this isn't official, I wanted him to go to the Clippers. Oh uh, wow, that would have been had fun. a really good a really good chance at winning, and he's I mean, he's a lot better than Reggie Jackson. That's for damn sure. Uh, so that would have been really nice uh, if he was there in, in L.A. The good L.A. team, not the one everyone hates. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I'll take New York. At least he's relevant again. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks are certainly right there in the playoff conversation this year. They're actually, you know, in the seventh spot right now at 11 they and 14. Just, uh, that, their game just ended. They got beat by Miami, but. Um, well, good for Miami. Dude, Miami's Rose, Rose and Gibson, for wins. Rose and Taj back together. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if they get uh, they get Noah out of retirement. <laughs> How many days till they call Luol Dang is the real question. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i don't think they could get luol dang out of retirement he's been he's been gone for a while probably but, but still getting noah, paid by the noah lakers was, though 
<laughs> Dude, I mean, if, if the Bulls are still going to be missing Markkanen and, and Wendell, they should give Noah a call. I'd rather oh, see Noah playing than Felicio. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they should have got him, especially with Billy Donovan there. Yeah. It, it Noah would have been like so it would make good so to much see sense. him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed the Bulls didn't get D-Rose. I mean, structurally, it probably wouldn't make a, a ton of sense, but like my Bulls fandom and Rose fandom, you know, I would obviously love to see him uh, back in the red and white, but what are you going to do? Uh, it, 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 like you said, it's really cool that he's reunited with Thibodeau, and dare I say he's on a playoff team? Is that crazy? Yeah, a, a playoff play-in team. I mean, they'll be, I think, the, unless they have, unless they really break down, they'll be in the conversation, because it's not like they're going to, you know, slump down to where Washington and and the Pistons are. Yeah. I mean, I'd say they're a lot better than both those teams. I mean, Miami and Toronto are rising. Toronto's now in the eighth seed. Yeah. So those guys, those teams are rising, but um, it'll be interesting. I feel like the bottom, like, from like seven to, to 12, seven to 13, it's going to be really close. Yeah. I mean, if they, the heat, if they keep playing defense, they'll make it. Yeah. The Heat are right on everybody's heels. You know, they've won two in a row, but that's all it really takes to kind of start getting up from the basement. Uh, when everybody you know, is like eight and 13, two wins is like, <laughs> it's like going from the sixth seed to the second seed. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, just kind of looking at it, I'd be honestly surprised if the Heat don't make the playoffs and the Raptors don't make the playoffs. But it's going to be really interesting with the new format just because you have those Charlottes and those uh, New Yorks and uh, Chicago. And obviously, like I said, New York is already in that seventh spot right now. But the Heat and the Raptors are going to be coming quick, uh, especially now that Jimmy Butler is back. I think that they're going to start to look like themselves again. I mean, it could be really interesting, especially if like Washington trades Beal, which I really want to see. And also if Orlando decides to finally, you know, post Dwight Howard rebuild since that really never happened. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting because like, why not trade Vucevic right now? You know, I know. Right. It, It would make sense. And like right now it's like Gordon is hurt. Now you've got no Markel Fultz anymore. Yeah. Fournier has been in and out of lineup. At this point, it's like, yeah, maybe they come back March, April, and you go on a little run and get to the play-in. But, like, I don't understand what – since, like, what, 2012, 2011, I haven't understood what Orlando has been trying to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, Uh, they got off to a hot start this year, and things have just fallen apart so yeah, horribly. but they were five and zero, right? Before they played uh, Philadelphia, or five and four and zero, or something. Yeah, something like that. And you know, they obviously, you know, they beat the Bulls that first game, uh, and it was a tight one, one twenty three, one nineteen. But honestly, I think if Markkinen doesn't get hurt, they don't win that first game against the Bulls. And then the Bulls just beat the shit out of them last night. And um, it's, I think it's really hard just in general to beat a team two games in a row. And we're seeing a ton of those like two games in a row matchups now, but uh, it kind of takes us into another part of this show. This guy had a plus 26 plus minus last night, 39 points, four assists, seven rebounds, five of six from three, 16 of 25 from the field. It's time to start like giving Zach Levine the respect he deserves 
and not like as some sort of like, oh, this guy has won some dunk contests. Like, no, this guy's one of the best pure scorers in the NBA. He absolutely should be an all-star this year. And it's it's time people give him his respect. Yeah. And, and honestly, like also with, with all of that, his passing has really improved. Yeah. Because totally. it's not like, I feel like last year he could kind of rely on Sadoransky to be like the pure point guard passer. And then obviously he had to deal with the worst coach in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, but like this year, it's like, dude, he's, he's picked it up scoring again, up three points a game. He was what he was at 24, 25, now 27, five yeah. assists a game. It's like, I mean, he, what he was drafted as a point guard. So like, it's nice to see him get back to like, you know, being, being a good, uh, a better passer. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that they don't have a single guy averaging six assists and they're top 10 in the league in assists, that shows that like, you know, Levine and, and the rest of these guys are, really buying into billy donovan yeah that's that's a really uh, and, good I mean, point pass in, in terms of scoring team. too like dude at the end of that game he was probably at like 28 29 towards the end and then like green light all the way <laughs> it was amazing it was amazing and like honestly i think stace king kind of said it too he's like in the first orlando game he kind of he was a little passive in the first quarter mm. uh and i think he got the message that like if he doesn't play with urgency in the first quarter, they're not going to win. It kind of reminds me of like the um, when when Boozer was on the Bulls, they would always give it to him in the first quarter just to like set the tone. Yeah, uh, I feel like they need to do that every single game with Levine. It's, it's like nobody else is going to score at will the way he he is, the way he can. It's like might as well just feed him from the first second set the tone and then start passing it more and then get everyone involved. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd much rather be in the game in the first quarter than go down 15 and then have to claw your way back in. Yeah. And then he has to like take some ill-advised shots and stuff and it gets a little messy. Uh, yeah. I mean, the bulls we've known going into the year that best case identity for them was an aggressive Zach Levine having an all-star type year. And uh, I think people forget that he's only 25. So he really is coming into his prime right now. Uh, it's just so easy to forget that when the guy, you know, this is his seventh season. This guy came I still, in 2014. I still cannot believe that it's his seventh season. Like it doesn't, it shouldn't make sense that he's 25 and in his seventh season. Yeah. That just, it, it's, it's like Drummond too. Even yeah. honestly, it feels like it feels like Blake Griffin too, because it's like he's already fading. And yeah, it feels well, like Blake he just Griffin, got I here. Mean, it, honestly, it's like that first year in Detroit. Like he will never be the same player. Oh my god, he was like MVP candidate his first year in Detroit. Yeah, he like carried a terrible team to the playoffs. Yeah, he uh, just played hurt, and he's like never really been healthy since. It's, it's yeah, I mean, well, let's shame. hope that doesn't happen to Levine, and I, I hope he can stay a bull for life. Uh, moving forward because uh I, I know there's all the trade buzz yeah and i oh, think dude, it's if such... somebody's averaging yes. 27 5 and 5 he's shooting 50 percent from the floor as a guard shooting over 40 from three like i i don't think you're gonna get a good enough return to justify it even if you're getting the first overall pick and it would be no, one thing if... no for sure there's never any like guarantee that that guy's gonna be amazing I mean, look and, at Marvin Bagley. Well, there's like a top three pick. They're, you know, half a game behind the Knicks who are at the eighth spot. You know, they're 
right behind Cleveland. Cleveland just played more games, so has a slightly higher win per- percentage. But they're a play-in team right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have him on the books for at least through next year. I'll look up his uh, contract. But it just would make no sense. And that's why I was kind of like blasting off on Twitter. Like people are like, oh, the Knicks are interested in Levine. Well, no shit. I'm sure a lot of teams are. He's not going anywhere. Like it'll be it'll be a shame if he does go anywhere. I know like Dallas was trying to get him. There's a lot of that buzz. There's nothing the uh, Bulls would the want season. in return. You know, I, I, draft picks is not the way to go, right? If you're not getting a star in return who's already better than Levine, like if it's not like a Bradley Beal, yeah. And even then, like, if why it would is, you like, do I'd it? rather have Zach Levine than Bradley Beal. I mean, Ooh, I'd Bradley take. I Beal's mean, pretty damn good, but like, I'd, I'd probably take Bradley Beal because I feel like he brings somebody else there. Okay, uh, but like well, I, I mean, like Levine. Levine. I mean, like Beal is also like 35 points per game, so like I'd take yeah. Beal over Levine. But like, if it's like, I'm like, you wouldn't want just like a young player in return because we've been rebuilding since like 2016. <laughs> yeah. Like now is the time that they're finally starting to kind of turn the corner and the Bulls should be looking to build around Levine as like the proven leader of that team. Mm-hmm. And another thing about like making trades, even if it is for a Bradley Beal, uh, who's obviously a really good player. It's like, why mess up your chemistry? And Beal's older. You know, yeah, Beal's 27 and uh, they're both fantastic. As you said, uh, you know, Beal 33.3 points per game. Uh, but Zach Levine has the better field goal percentage, you know, and so. And like now, now if you're trading for Beal and pairing him with Levine, let's get real out there now. I take that, but like, yeah, never going to happen. Yeah. I, I wish Kobe White was a little bit more consistent, but then at the same time, That's he's just like come three with years. Time. Yeah. He's like three years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> he's still a kid. <laughs> Didn't even come into the league as a point guard. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I have, I have, I have hope though. I feel like that's been my, my main thing with the Bulls this year. I'm optimistic, especially seeing Patrick Williams. I mean, if you look at like from nine to 15 in the East, the only teams that are better than the Bulls, like significantly, are probably like Miami and and Charlotte, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they maybe, the Bulls maybe beat Charlotte, Cleveland. and like yeah. they, they were in control of that game. I, I would say the Bulls are actually better than Charlotte as long as they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, we I'd mentioned give Charlotte since they have the more veterans. They have Gordon Hayward, who's been really right. good. But like the Bulls are there. I mean, I think they can compete with a lot of those. Well, if those I feel teams... like the, the one stat that was really damning for me was uh, after the game they showed it. It was like the Bulls are like one in twenty-five since the start of last year against twenty-twenty Eastern Conference playoff teams. Oh, geez. and the one win is, is against Orlando. So uh, I'd love to see improvement there. <laughs> yeah, uh, one in twenty-five is not. That doesn't look good. But like, hopefully they can get a little better in that sense because they need to be good teams. Yeah. Maybe Orlando and New York is nice, but like, I'd love to see them get a, like maybe like a win over Indiana. Yeah. Uh, that would like definitely beat Boston be good. once or something like even just like one win. Like, well, they'll play these teams close. It seems so. Yeah. I mean, they're mm-hmm. certainly getting there. I'm taking a look at their schedule now who they got coming up. Uh, Washington tomorrow. Today's Super Bowl Sunday, by the way. Um, yes, sir. But the basketball comes first. 
Yes, always. Uh, but they'll have some chances. They they play the Clippers. That was a really tight one last time they played. This one's going to be in Chicago. Uh, that is on Friday. And then uh, the day after Valentine's Day, uh, February 15th, they're, they're going to be in Indiana. But they have some, like, good games coming up where they can really test their teeth. Uh, a game in Philadelphia that's going to be on ESPN. And I remember a nationally televised game last year against Philadelphia where I just wanted to cry. You know, yeah, I don't want to see that game either because you you got you got to assume Wendell is not going to be back by then. Yeah, and the the way big men treat the Bulls when Wendell doesn't play is just it's criminal, honestly. Yeah. The Bulls cannot defend any good post player without Wendell. Like Gafford gets schooled. I mean, he's also younger than me. Uh, Felicio shouldn't be anywhere near the court. Uh, their, their big man rotation is this is why they need Joe. This yeah. is why they need Joe. Yeah, at least it's like Joe a, a mentor team. situation, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because... they need somebody who can teach them how to play defense down low. Cause they're not a good rebounding team and they really cannot defend. Yeah. They're allowing 116 points per game. Uh, that's somehow not last in the NBA, but it's 27th. That's not yesterday good. was their best, uh, was their best defensive performance of the year. And it came with, Aaron Gordon out, Fournier out, Fultz out. Like, I mean, Frank Mason was playing big minutes, and it makes sense why that was their best defensive performance. But, like, yeah, they are. And it was against a really bad dreadful. scoring team, too. Yeah, I mean, Orlando wasn't good at scoring before half their starting yeah. was hurt. They're, they're, like, they're falling apart fast. They need to hit the panic button and just, like, rebuild, like you said. They're only averaging 105 points per game. That's 28th. Like, that's that's really bad. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yikes. But uh, let, let's talk a little rookie uh, action here because another thing we mentioned, LaMelo Ball. He is already better than Lonzo. And, um, wow. You know, he, uh, just had a, a career high the other night. I still, you know, a boss, I'm just not a big fan of hype itself. You know, I've never been one to drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, <laughs> but, uh he's really damn good. Okay. And I'll admit it. He's really damn good. And, um, the hype is insane. Like, I don't think anyone should be, you know, like compared to Magic Johnson before they play an NBA game. But the guy's really friggin' good and um, makes everyone on his team better and has made the Hornets super watchable and super fun. And he's even, you know, solid from three. That was one of my big concerns with him is like, this guy's got no jumper. Well, he's shooting 33. That's, that is the line. He's, he's totally... Yeah, I mean, like, even, like, today, they beat the Wizards and, like, everybody. Rozier had 26. Hayward had 25. And the ball, like, he still put up a good he, – maybe he didn't shoot that well, 7 to 17, but he hit three of six threes, added the assists. He can rebound a little bit, 19 points. It's like, I mean, he he's bad. He's good. He's a lot – I, I didn't think he was going to be this good at the at the start. Yeah, but he's playing well for a team that's in, that's in contention, a uh, playoff contention, not yeah. contention contention. I mean, he had thirty four points against the Utah Jazz, who are usually the best defense in the league. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like obviously, a lot of their 
success defensively is more about their bigs, but uh, it's super encouraging when you look at that guy's trajectory and that he, you know, was able to hit four or nine from three against one of the best defensive teams in the league, no turnovers in that game to eight assists. And that was another thing I was concerned about, like the turnovers. And so basically I was kind of looking at all these question marks with him and I'm like, okay, why is everyone like anointing him the next great thing, but he's getting better fast, you know? Yeah. And um, I wonder the the same could be said for Patrick Williams. He's getting better fast as well. Maybe not as fast, but um, a little bit more low key. But he's well, getting shoot, there. he just had his first 20 point game since high school. Yeah. And then followed it up with another good performance. I mean, he had a couple like head scratchers where like he'd like dribble and try shooting right in a big man's face and get blocked right back into his face. Uh-huh. But um, for the, I mean, what he was like six of 11 from the floor. Uh, I wish they ran more sets for him because yeah. I feel like he gets the ball when the possession is almost like 75% done. Yeah, and it's weird because, uh, he, like, you he know... also, you... like, it's annoying because he, he, like, he'll, like, go and stand in the corner. He won't cut. He'll just stand and, like, spot up. But it's, like, we've already seen that he can dribble. I mean, he was a point... What, he was a point guard in high school? Yeah. Um, even though I'm not a big fan of that because I feel like every basketball player was a point guard in high school. Right. Uh, but, yeah, like, if he can handle the ball. shown that he has a little bit of an off-the-dribble game. So it's like, I, I don't really like that he's so like, he, there's so much inaction, but he's great rebounder. I mean, he's been good. He's been, I mean, a lot of these guys, but like, sorry to get off track from, from LaMelo Ball. Oh no, let, I'm, let's switch to Patrick, honestly. Cause I mean, he's probably this, and I don't know, is he the second place for rookie of the year? Assuming LaMelo gets uh, rookie of the year. I don't think so. He's really not getting a lot of buzz, which is surprising. I mean, if it's he keeps su- it I feel up like last six as, games. As Bulls fans, we can, we, we, we kind of give him the spotlight but he really doesn't okay, have true. like the green light the at, at all anthony edwards has a green light now that half their team is hurt it's like he was starting a bit he had some good games uh there's a couple other people but like the only other guy and i think the guy who in my mind is still the front runner is halliburton oh true uh, on the kings and like i'm watching that game right now as we're talking uh he already has like five six points i think and it's like beginning of the second quarter uh, he plays like a veteran too. I mean, we, we, you probably, if you watched the, the Bulls Kings game from a few weeks ago, or maybe it was a Portland Kings game, but uh, Halliburton hit like two threes in the fourth quarter in the last like two, three minutes. I mean, he's and they just like wide open shooters in the NBA, like, like straight up. Yeah. That's no exaggeration. He's shooting 43%. And uh, yeah, I think the big thing for me is, just how much composure he, he does not look like a uh, 20 year old rookie at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, he's, he like plays with a swagger and I like it a lot. I think we yeah. were talking when, last time we, we recorded with Hami too. We, I don't remember who we were talking. I think we were, maybe we were talking about Denzel Valentine with that like irrational confidence. Yeah. Both yeah. him and LaMelo ball have like irrational confidence. Except Halliburton seems to like have gained the confidence because he doesn't just like score and shoot. He's a good defender. He can pass a little bit. Once they trade Buddy Heald, he's going to be a perfect complement to to De'Aaron Fox. Kind of insane how many, how much, 
shooting has evolved, you know, like, cause I'm looking at Halliburton's numbers and I'm like, this guy's got to be in like top 15, right? Just, just imagine if they had drafted Doncic <laughs> instead oh, of Bagley yeah. and it could have been Fox. Lottie Divot would still have a job, you know? <laughs> yeah. He would still be there. I don't know if Luke Walton would still be there. Cause they would have, they would have gotten rid of him to get somebody who can win. Yeah. Well, but, I wonder, uh, Luke, oh man, he's starting, you know, I, 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 I always root for him just cause Bill Walton's like one of my favorite people in the world, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, 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 they're, uh, if, if they had good big men, I feel like it would work out for them. Well, I really like Holmes. Yeah. Holmes is really good, but it's like, they just like, I mean, White side is white side. Literally, all he does is score and rebound, and he's allergic to playing defense unless it's a highlight block. Right. I was going to say, he likes those blocks. Bagley is just, oh my God. Like, I mean, White side got a lot of buzz last year because he was like averaging like three blocks a game. But it's like Portland's defense was worse with him than it was with like Mason Plumley or or, uh, Mason Plumley like three years ago. Jeez. Like Whiteside just, just doesn't play defense, and it's sad that Bagley is this bad because the Kings themselves have been really good lately. Yeah, yeah, they're starting. To, I mean, they beat Denver yesterday. Uh, they're eleven eleven. You know, I mean, they're hanging with LA right now too. That would be a huge win if they can beat LA and Denver in consecutive days. That's a friggin' statement. Of course, the the Clippers you're talking about. Um, but yeah, like they're because that's the thing. They don't have a bad roster by any stretch, you know, and so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we talked about how crazy the East playoff picture is. But yeah, the Kings have won six of their last 10. They've won three in a row. The Pelicans have won three in a it's, row. It's against they've done it against good teams, too. Like they, yeah. they beat Toronto, lost the game to the heat they beat the pelicans they beat the celtics they beat the nuggets i mean like yeah sure both the nuggets and the celtics were shorthanded but like Jokic still played tatum still played yeah i mean the nuggets just couldn't handle them and, and yeah. it's just a shame like i've ripped on the nuggets defensive woes all season and i think they need to make a trade because they like, turned it around though they really turned it around i feel like they've got yeah they've been way better lately good. i just don't think that I don't know. It's interesting because some of the people I talk to here are like, oh, their window is now. And other people are like, they're a mid-pack team in the West, and I'm okay with that. And I think I mean, the yo, more they realistic... They were in the conference finals last year. Like, they right. beat the Clippers. They beat Kawhi. They beat yeah. one of the best players in the world. Uh, I, I feel like their window is now... Maybe it's not like fully there yet, but like it's they're in. They're in. They're in contention. Uh, but like, yeah, the defense, I mean, they, they've picked it up though. They've like gotten to like league average, which is where I feel like that's where we expect them to fall when Murray and Jokic are their best two players. <laughs> yeah. And they could have used Murray against the Kings for sure. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. Marcus Howard out there getting huge minutes and uh, even RJ Hampton getting huge minutes. So that was hey, did Marcus Howard yet minutes. Yeah. Marcus Howard was out there. He did. Oh my God. Jacking up threes. <laughs> Yeah. What happened to the defense when he came on the floor? Oh, oh yeah, defense, one of six. Oh lord. The defense was bad. Yeah, I mean, look, I, game. 
call me a Marcus Howard fan because after watching what he does, what he did in Marquette, where he's like literally playing like the Steph Curry role. Yeah. Uh, but like, dude, the guy cannot defend anybody. No, he can't. He's, too, he's what? He's like six feet tall. Well, what, it, yeah, and that might be being generous. But what's crazy is like <laughs> you look at the West right now, and you know the the Mavericks are only two games behind the Rockets. And so that means that the only team I really think is like not going to make the playoffs is arguably the worst team in the league, the Timberwolves. But like you go, you know, from Golden State all the way down to the Mavs who are second to last in the conference. And every single one of those teams is absolutely in the playoff conversation. Like Oklahoma City is way better than they were supposed to be. They just won't be bad. It's crazy. They're supposed to be bad last year. They weren't. They were good. They were supposed to be bad this year. They're like average, you know. Um, yeah, I feel like they've kind of overachieved though, because it's like they're oh, 10 yeah, and 12, ridiculous. but they're like they're like 26. What right now they're 28th in offense rating, 18th in defense rating. Uh, there were games they won that they probably had no business winning. The Bulls game. Like I feel like they'll. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Oh my god. I feel like they'll end up like fading. But like, yeah, honestly, the only teams that are really like not in it are like OKC, Minnesota and and Detroit and Washington. Yeah. Usually there's like 10 teams. I'm going to say Orlando's not in it. Yeah. Right now, for sure. With with all the injuries, they're not in it. It's like, well, like five teams. Uh, I feel like last year kind of proved that you really don't need to be terrible anymore with the way the lottery odds are. Yeah. And, and uh, the like Charlie got the, the third pick. Insane. I don't know if it's ever been this deep in my lifetime as a fan. That's true. That's true. I mean, even there's the no Pistons, really. I mean, like, other than the, the Lakers, Nets, there's no, there's no like big three or anything. Yeah. Uh, and even then, they have a big three, but like Joe Harris is their fourth best player, and then like Jeff Green is their fifth best. Yeah. And their center does so little that he's hitting eighty-two percent of his shots because he's not required to do anything except set screens and play defense. That's all they need I mean, like, to do. They could probably like play Keith Bogans at shooting guard and still, or at small <laughs> forward and still find a way to win. It feels like a year when you're going to have like 18 teams all be exactly 500. Yeah. I, 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 36 and 36. That'll be really funny if, like, in the East, the six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 seeds are all at 500. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> I just hope the Bulls make it back to 500. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to hit on before we start wrapping this one up, my friend? Dude, we, I think we were all in consensus last week that Jimmy Butler is going to have a little bit of a tough time uh, after losing what he lost, like 10 pounds, 10, 15 mm. pounds when he had COVID. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't think anything, I don't think he's human. Like nothing seems to affect him at all. Yeah, like he's already balling out. And he gets his power from the sun, like Superman. I honestly, when you say that, it doesn't even seem like a joke. I actually think it's real. Like he, it doesn't make sense what he's able to do. Um, just one of and the he does it without SLBs being ever. like. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even do it with like elite athleticism or anything. He just works harder than everybody. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. It's so much fun to watch. God, if the Bulls could get him back, somehow. oh, dude. I, I wish there was like a way for that to work. I don't know how that really, how the relationship is. 
he'd fix but like all I would love that defensive problems. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Max Struess as well. Yeah, the Struess is loose. Struess is loose, baby. <laughs> he had 19 points on against Charlotte on February 1st. Love to see it. Love I wonder to see if we it. get Struess on the show sometime. Did you ever get <laughs> to talk to him uh, covering the Blue Demons? No, dude. We asked after the season, and they just, like, ghosted us for a while. That sounds like uh, how – yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, the most 100%. secretive uh, athletic department in the world, which is very <laughs> ironic to... for like the worst team in Big East history every single year. <laughs> Literally, I mean, they are they are they couldn't even beat Butler yesterday. They got yeah yeah it's they, they got are, what they're like three and eleven in Big East play, or on the year three and eleven yeah three and eleven. The uh, they beat way... like Cleveland State and Chicago State as always. Just fire Lato for the love of God. Just fire him. He's gonna be coaching the Blue Demons longer than I'm gonna live. God, like, he'll be like 115 still coaching the Blue Demons and still <laughs> waiting to get back to the tournament. Anyway, yep, they won't get back to the seed to what? What was it? The Roman CBI? They won't even get back <sighs> there. <laughs> what? Uh, before we uh wrap this up, people are gonna be listening to this after the game, but. Who wins the Super Bowl? Uh, Chiefs, I hope. Yeah, I kind of think the Chiefs win. But I it hope it's really the Chiefs. could go either see way. Mahomes. I think I it's going to be one of the best, one. highest scoring Super Bowls we've had in a long time. Two insane offenses and two like better than people give them credit for defenses. Mm-hmm. But great I, I against Mahomes. Like you can't script it, this. It feels like it's going to be that, like that Rams. Um, uh, the Rams Chiefs game from a few years ago. Oh, the Rams like Chiefs two to the one was like, or whatever yeah, it was. It was like the the defense that forced the turnover first won. Yeah, I, I hope, dude. I would do anything to see a game like that. That was one of the most entertaining games in the history of sports. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we get a combined a hundred or over points. Dude, that that would be the best best, best Super Bowl case scenario. Ever. Yeah. As long as we don't have a repeat of Denver, Carolina, ever, I'll be happy. Yeah, that was awful. Because I never want to watch a Super Bowl that bad. Or, or the LA New England. Oh, that was, was the LA New The like ten to three game. Yeah. Where nobody could go more than five yards down the field. It, it, it was like they were playing in snow, in like heavy snow. Yeah. It's like they were playing in the polar vortex outside. Like it's negative five degrees <laughs> out here in Chicago. That's probably what it was. Jesus, it's like that day. Here in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> Come on I'm out, man. I, I told Hami to get his ass out here sometime, so maybe we'll all do something this summer. But anyway, um, yeah, quick shout out to We Breathe Sports. Uh, they've been featuring us on their website a little bit, so I want to show them some love. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter, uh, especially if you're a big soccer fan. Uh, they have a lot of uh, coordination and collaboration and some really good Premier League coverage uh, from some of the guys out there. Pitchside Podcast, I believe, is the name of it. And then uh, Evan Buttress made our logo. If you're looking to get some work done, uh, hit him up, The Wax Cowboy, on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be talking to you soon. And uh, go Bulls. <laughs> <laughs>